Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to Fergie Time, a daily record podcast with myself, Keith Jackson, and of course the man himself, Barry Ferguson. Um, we'll be talking about various issues today, Barry. There's lots to to look back on from the a weekend of Betfred Cup semi-final action at Hamden. Uh, we've got a Scotland squad announcement. Big, well, it's not really a big, I was going to say it's a big doubleheader. It's not, it's an absolute dead rubber doubleheader, but Steve Clark's working towards stuff, so we'll discuss that, we'll discuss... What is going on in Edinburgh? We'd already been talking about this for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's now left in a situation where I think it's the first time in 12 years you've got two clubs now without managers. We'll go into all of that and we'll look forward to the European, a big European week ahead with uh, Rangers uh, taking on Porto Ibrox and also Celtic going to a real powder keg match in Rome against Lazio. All that to discuss on the podcast First of all, Barry, how are you? How's your last week been? Um, it's been interesting. Have you got anything um, to confess to people? Yeah, I'm trying a new, I'm going to say diet to, to lose weight. I'm trying um, a different way of eating. Simple as that. It's, it's, a, it's a lifestyle choice. Yeah, it's, it's no, I've not been forced into it. I've just decided that, do you know what? I'm going to get a go and see how. Explain, explain what is this choice, lifestyle choice that you made? It's a plant-based diet. I know you're laughing, but hey, listen, I'm not getting any younger. And listen, there's a lot of benefits to it. So I've read and watched. So I'll get a go and see how... Now, because I I still don't know why it is that you've made this lifestyle choice. What what was it that made you think, like, that's it. Tomorrow, I'm going to wake up and I'm only going to eat plants and rabbit food and the likes. Listen, it's healthy food. It's healthy food. I'm not saying listen it's strong that you you can't eat steaks and, and chicken. I'm just trying something different to see how my body reacts to it. That's it. That's all I'm doing. It's a plant based diet. I've heard a few people talk about it. I've done a bit of reading up on it and also I watched a documentary on it on Netflix and I thought, you know what, that's interesting that I'm gonna get a go. And <laughs> to be honest, we I'm having a bit of a struggle because I like my <laughs> I like my meat. You're not dying for a steak, a big fillet steak. No, I, I'm not so much missing steaks. I'm, I'm more chicken. 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 Aye, I'm missing oh, a bit of chicken. Me um, sandwich in the morning. Aye, oh, that, like, every rolled. every Sunday I'm in a routine that I, I have a wee rolling sausage or a wee rolling bacon doubler. So oh, I miss that. And what do you have now? Corn sausages? Can no, have that even? no, I had no, um, beans and toast without any butter. <laughs> I'm feeling good I'll be honest with you I'm, look, listen I'm not saying it's going to change or whatever look, I'm getting it a go I can do it because I'm not playing and am I feeling any benefits a wee bit but I'm only six days into it um, was the Extinction Rebellion are you joining is, is this a plan will you be <laughs> protesting in Trafalgar Square no I was soon? out for something and my missus said um, some chicken I'm not going against people who eat chicken and uh, oh that's good steak at least you're allowing the rest of the family to eat what they want yep that's that's up to them I, I'm never going to be one of them saying that you can't eat that that's no good for you and it does this and it does that I'm just trying something listen listen I think it's good if it doesn't work for it. if it doesn't work I'll just go back to eating chicken for my lunch and steak for my dinner right well we're going to come back and we'll revisit <laughs> this but it's not a vegan lifestyle you've chosen no just plant-based. Yep. Right, fair yeah, it's, a, it's a bit of a mixture. I'm just cutting out a lot of um, red meat and chicken, like protein stuff, right. meats. So, am I struggling a wee bit? Flavour stuff. Aye. Things with flavour in it. That's what you've decided. <laughs> Listen, there is, there's plenty of stuff to, to eat. Look, 
plenty of veg. You need your veg. <laughs> right, listen, we'll revisit this because I'm interested to know, fascinated to know how long you can keep this up. I'm actually amazed that you've done six days. Well, look, somebody says when I walked into the building that, oh, you're looking fresh. Skin's glowing. Yep. <laughs> we'll see how that is in a week or two. <laughs> but there's no cut out of red wine or anything like that right. so I kind of still no enjoy red, no red meat but red wine's still alright yep. well that's good that's plants plant based yep. so that's good news yep. right football wise uh-huh. what did you watch over the weekend what did you see of the, the two I only I only seen the highlights obviously because I had a game on Saturday the Celtic and Hibs game but I watched the full Rangers game on Sunday um, the highlights I seen of the Celtic game they were they were devastating going forward. Yeah. I mean, it could have been, I mean, five goals. It could have been seven, eight, nine. Well, it's you know no I mean? surprise. The two of us, I mean, listen, it's no rocket science. The two of us sat here last week and said it was going to be a Celtic and Rangers. Oh, final. a hundred. But I had no doubt. Never my, any doubt. I had no doubt in my mind. Just for the simple fact, as I think Rangers and Celtic are are far too strong for everybody. I think in the odd occasion they might stumble in a a bad result, but I think nobody in the league can get anywhere near both of them and that was shown for me Hearts and Hibs I said last week big clubs with good players but in terms of Hibs couldn't get anywhere near Celtic and I thought Rangers against Hearts was um, was men against boys Mm. just thought Rangers it it, it was a case of when are Rangers going to score in the first half and as soon as I felt that first goal went in with Hollander getting it. Game is over. Yep, it could have, again, that could have been four or five. Well, let's just stick on the Celtic uh, performance because mm-hmm. they seem to be really settling into their stride. You know, they've mm-hmm. made it a, a difficult couple of weeks where they've dropped points at Easter Road and Livingston. But since then, they've almost been immaculate in the way they've gone about it. They, mm-hmm. they, 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 I don't know if it's... I sense some motivation, extra motivation that they know they can't slip up again. I don't know if Neil Lennon's been at them. There seems to be a big difference. I think it's a mixture. I think it's a mixture of everything. They they know that Rangers are are stronger and they're going to be breathing down their neck. Um, And also the managers, I don't think he's he's going to accept performances like they had against Livingston, for instance. You've seen the reaction since, since Livingston against Lazio and then up at Petodre last week and then obviously against Hibs on Saturday it's that that's a sign it's a team that are not going to lie down mm. in terms of they know what's at stake now they know it's not going to be for me the last three years has been they've been an easy street let's be honest they've been an easy street the this year I don't t- think t- they've been won before the ball's been yep, kicked I don't think they're an easy street this year mm-hmm. I really don't and I'm not just saying that I just think Rangers are in a really good place as well at this moment in time but Celtic are the champions and they're showing true form of champions aren't they how do you compare Neil Lennon's side to Brendan Rodgers when I'm talking tactically now I'm, I'm talking either as your kind of central midfielders head on mm-hmm. and how the game's different yep. or from your manager's perspective well, I, I don't think biggest... Lenny could have changed much when he came in and he, he was openly he openly admitted that he couldn't change mm-hmm. much last year um, when he came in and took the job because you're too far into the season to go and start making major changes he said I feel pre-season and you can see for, uh, for me they don't take as many chances they're the more back. direct Yep, they're, they're more direct in terms of, I don't mean just lump the ball up the park. Mm-hmm. It's quicker. Against, uh, sorry, with Brendan Rodgers, it was more, more um, possession-based. With Lenny, I they like to keep possession, but there's an intent to go forward. That's the difference I see in the Celtic team. Does that make them... It's, I hesitate to, to ask this question. I know it sounds a bit stupid when you think about the success that Brendan Rodgers had, mm-hmm. the invincibles, treble trebles. Mm-hmm. But does this Celtic side look more dangerous than the Brendan Rodgers side? As as, as silly as that probably sounds. Uh, I, that, my, look, people probably listen. They'll think that's a silly comment. I don't think it is. I, I think that they are more dangerous under Neil Lennon. I do. Mm. I think they're get a bit mentally stronger in terms of uh, look, I, I think the teams are stronger certainly Rangers are stronger I just think they're a more dangerous opponent under Neil Lennon I do I just get that feeling where they're, they're more they've got a 
a game plan to go and attack teams. They're not as patient. Whereas Brendan Rodgers would have his plan, he'd stick to it. He, he, yeah, he that, that, that was his philosophy. He knew that the way he wanted it at the end, but yep. Celtic are in a wee bit more of a hurry under Neil Lennon, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're in a hurry to get goals. You know, what I mean that that's the kind of way. His Hibs teams, his Hibs team. He oh, had. Yeah. For me, when I watched Hibs, they were really they were good going forward. I they conceded one or two, and that's the kind of similar um, thing with his Celtic team mm-hmm. they're, they're like that Hibs team they're like I wouldn't say gung-ho but they're they've got an intent to go forward and break at pace yeah but I, also they sometimes they leave a few gaps I think and they are going to concede one or two goals but, but that that's for me exactly that. they operate saying well you know we might lose one or two but we're going to score four well, or five you know what, if, if, it's one of the things if we score um, sorry if the opposition score one we're going to score two or three mm-hmm. that's the kind of message you get so that makes them a more dangerous opponent for Rangers than they, than they, than they have been over the last week yeah, but, yeah, but they're always going to be a dang, dangerous opponent you look at the players they've got they've got players that have been through it won things and dangerous so have Rangers mm-hmm. that's what I, I'm getting excited about leading up to this cup final and leading up to the next old fun game it's two teams I think right at this moment in time are getting to somewhere near the top of their game it's a massive two months November December it's a brilliant, massive. brilliant two month when you look at the fixtures actually there's you know Celtic and Rangers they will play each other twice once in the Betfred cup final mm. once in the league at the end of the year I mean yep. it's, it's just all starting to come to the boil this is what it's all about this is two teams I think that are very strong squad wise as well no just no just a starting 11 yeah have you put the two teams out there's there's options in the bench well is there a concern and you're obviously coming at this for the Rangers side of things would you have a concern that the next two months could actually bring the Rangers season to a bit of a standstill if there, there is the potential here that they could be blown off track. The whole season could go in the next there is that There is that potential, but I've got... I'm looking at, at that Rangers team and I'm seeing a different mindset. Mm. Mentally stronger. Aye, and we've spoke about this. Yeah. We spoke about it last week. Yeah, we did. I've seen it again. That's another thing. They've struggled in semi-finals at Hamden. I thought they started the game um, really well and I just thought they were in control of the situation. I was never any danger of thinking the longer this goes on we might struggle for me it was just a matter of time when, when it, the Rangers it took them longer score. than it should have done to get the open it, goal it should have but there's a bit of patience in there as well but that comes as we've, again we'll go back to it we speak about experience in that team and the key man in that team that for me it was dictating all things was Stevie Davis mm-hmm. along with Ryan Jack and then yeah, didn't he? Ryan Kent for his 65, 70 minutes he was yeah. on the pitch. He just looked a danger every time he got the ball. And then you've got the man up top who can he stop scoring. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, Who's the best player in Scotland right now? If you had to put, you know, and, and I know the obvious contenders, you're going to be looking at Edward, Morelis. I think most people would say it's either between them two. I'm asking you, who do you think is the most influential player in the country? Anywhere. There's a couple of ways you can look at that, Jacko. What wins your games? Scoring goals, doesn't it? Goals. It's 20 goals. 20 goals and we're we're at the start of November. That that is some achievement. I think it was Edward. He's only 10 or 11 goals, isn't he? Not sure the exact stats on it. So if you're looking at that way, it's got Morelos has got to be up there. But you know what I'm going to come back to? What I say, games are won and lost for me. In the engine room. Mm-hmm. So? I'm going for Stevie Davis. He's the best player in the country. Yep. It's an interesting one. What about, uh, about Christie at Celtic, Ryan Christie? Uh, who is playing in a deeper, more, I know it's not centre or midfield, mm-hmm. but he's influencing games in the middle of the park, but also scoring goals mm-hmm. and assists. Mm-hmm. He got a case? Oh, he certainly got a case. It's all about opinion, isn't it? But for me, a year ago, he was a bit bad. Uh, but part was, player because he only came into the Celtic side comes into that game semi-final yep against uh, what do you call it at Murrayfield mm-hmm. and I'll be honest with you I always thought he was a good player 
similar to what I said about Ryan Jack last week in my column, mm-hmm. I think that guy's went on to different levels. Yeah. He looks like a different player. Aye. Looks stronger, physically stronger. He Aye, not just that. Not just that. He, he's becoming one of the main players. Everybody will, when they talk about Celtic, will talk about Scott Brown, Callum McGregor, Edward. Am I right? Mm-hmm. No. It's a difference of opinion now. People are now talking about Ryan Christie when he was out suspended and we're going to miss him. Yeah. So I, I think I think a boy has come on leaps and bounds. I mean, a big game, for instance, Lazio at Celtic Park, he comes up with that goal. And it's not happening by accident, no, it's happening every week. No, but yeah, yeah. It's happening most weeks. So no, look, he's got a case. At Celtic, Celtic have got four players you could you could say who are real influential mm-hmm. are best in Scotland and I think Rangers have got two or three as well, well so this is what I'm coming back to this is the Rangers and Celtic thing this is how strong they are now well this is what I'm really intrigued by because I don't and see the Rangers one I'm not even bringing Ryan Kent into that because he's been injured mm-hmm. you've just seen the influence he's not, he's not up to speed yet no but he? you see the influence that boy's got in that team yeah I look like a match winner at, the, at Hamden at the weekend yep and, when and he gets up to speed he's going to be a, a, a major and that's why Gerard's playing it cool with him bringing him off getting him a bit of rest because well here's here's the interesting bit there's a big couple of months coming up and you need him for me I wrote a column on Monday and I said look it'll be green on blue in the Betfred Cup finals we always knew it would be but I think Brown is the most important part of this mm. I think if he has the influence that he has on the game that he did against Hibs, mm-hmm. then it's, Rangers are going to ha- have toil, toil, because he's he's so, such an imposing character in the centre of the park. Mm-hmm. However, he's up against two players that you've mentioned there, yep. Davis and Jack, who, you know, and I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, I think Davis is, is possibly the best player in the country right now. So, am I right in that? Is, is that where this, where this Betfred Cup final... Right, look, the, there's no doubt the outcome will hinge because there's good players all over the park, good He's, players that can they can affect the game all over the park. Look, I just think that's the area. That is the area, and I'm not saying that because I was a central midfielder myself. But look, I've been through the same sort of things that Scott Brown's going through. He's finished. He's if he has a bad game, no good enough. His well, legs have gone. Jordan Strang says you can have a bad game up to your 29. Once you've turned 30, your legs. Are I agree with that comment, but that's just part and parcel of being an older professional um, but then he he showed on Saturday how important it is to Celtic not just to score the goals but he has look, he's got the experience he's been over the course before he he's a big player battle, he? Well, he seems to enjoy the battle but so should Ryan, uh, Ryan Jack and Stevie Davis now I, I think I'll go with Stevie Davis and Scott Brown, two real experienced campaigners who have won trophies, major trophies, know what it's like to to play, know the pressures they come under. I mean that that that's that's what I think it will come down to. Look, it might come down to a Morelos or an Edward pop them up with a goal, but they two have got to have a real influence in the team in terms of how they dictate the pace of the game, make sure they get on the ball and they start the, the team ticking. That's the key area. You know them both throughout your career uh-huh. very different characters very different characters or not as guys no I didn't mean good guys off off, off the pitch on the pitch warriors mm-hmm. like Stevie Davis real quiet you see him on the pitch he leads by example in terms of the way he plays football Bruni's maybe a bit different in terms of he'll get out and amongst it in tackles or maybe a bit more a bit more vocal probably mm-hmm. They're two real leaders. Whatever way you want to put it, two of them are key to both of their teams. Mm-hmm. And I just think the difference, I'll go back to what a fit Steve Davis is to Rangers. To me, he struggled when he first came up because he didn't have a lot of game time. Towards the end of the season, you've seen Rangers starting to motor. Coincidence, it was him getting fitter. He said a full pre-season. And for me, He's dictating games. I just thought he strolled through that game in, yeah. sa- in Sunday against mm-hmm. Hearts. And a lot of eyes are on Ryan Jack, rightly so, because he's having a, a great season. 
but the way that he dictates a game of football Stevie Davis is is great to see I love seeing that does that not inc- the way that he plays right because here's my theory on it and it's actually Brendan Rodgers that said it that your man the most deep line centre midfield player of your team basically defines the way that your team's going to play yeah when Ryan Jack was playing in a midfield previously it might have been Ross McCrory that was there mm-hmm. no offence to Ross McCrory but he's there he win headers he's win a different tackle, player dog it out uh, he's a different player but does that not mean in a domino effect that Ryan Jack's game is different that Ryan Jack is there in effect to break up and and it's all about no I, th- I think I'm pants. seeing different, a difference in Ryan Jack in terms of he's well, not just there to break up you've seen it I, against well, Ross County if you're playing there and it's Ross McCrory that you're playing next to your game isn't going to be just as controlled and passing based as it has to be if Steve Davis is the guy that's playing there because Steve Davis isn't in but there wait, when what are you going doesn't. in Ryan Jack the difference that's what I'm saying the difference in Ryan Jack could it be as simple as the guy that he's playing next to the style that, ah, yeah, that Rangers I, are having I to play I think it's a big party it's not two completely different ways of approaching a game of football it's not everything it's not solely down to Steve Davis no, the way that not. Ryan Jack's playing but it's a big help it's a big help Change he'll the, be change he'll, his game, change the way that he has to play. He'll be he'll be learning so much off him. He'll be learning so much off him. Have you ever played in a midfield where you thought this isn't working because it is that it's too hurried, it's it's all a bit too you know, based upon shutting the others down and you know and it doesn't give you control of the midfield. Have you ever felt of that and you felt this isn't gonna work or, or you can't play your own natural game because of well, there's, di- there's ways there's different ways you get into play against different teams sometimes you don't feel comfy in it I'll give you an instance like say Scotland <laughs> when we're playing Italy or France we're not going in there to control the game mm-hmm. we're going in there to be a pain in the arse mm-hmm. we're playing against Aye. and make it horrible and then if you go back to Rangers certain games you go in there to dominate you play certain players to dominate a game so it depends who you're playing against and what you're coming up against in terms of personnel. But when I'm guessing that when you're on top of your game, when you're top confidence, you do want to go out there and have 60, 70, 80% possession, be in control. I've seen that with both Rangers and Celtic. You know, I'm seeing that confidence is a great thing in mm-hmm. football. You're seeing Ryan Jack probably things that you wouldn't believe that he could do maybe a season ago and mm-hmm. I spoke about that yeah. in the column. That's just confidence. That's learning off a really good midfielder playing beside them. That's learning off a manager who played at the top of his game. That's learning off an assistant manager. It's a combination of things. And it's the same with Steve Davis. He is playing at the top of his game because he's playing week in, week out. I know he never played against Ross County. He's got to get a rest every now and then because yeah. of his age. Same with Scott Brown. He's playing week in, week out. He's confident. not taking a break. That's the incredible thing. Yeah, but he'll be getting watched, looked after Mm -hmm. with the games. It's about managing a player. This is where where I'm quite excited for these matches that are coming up. And I'll tell you why. I can't honestly, I I wish I could fast forward to the the bet, Fred. Um, I can't wait. And the players have got to look forward to it. See the build-up, see that week. That's what you want to be involved in. An old firm final. Rangers now have got through that bit where they've got through a semi-final and they're going in a play, playing against the champions. The holders of the cup. What more motivation do you want? But and yeah. I can't wait for it. I can, honestly, I think it... I hope it doesn't turn on... Like you're looking forward to it that much. Sometimes Could these be a, games... Could a, a, a bit of a damn squib. I, I, th- I think there is a chance that they might cancel each other out because I think they're that close I just think there's too many good players all over the place. aye there is but then when good players play against good players sometimes it happens you cancel each other out but I think it's got potential to be not just a close game at one nothing. I think there could be goals in this yeah do you know I'll tell you what Honestly. excites me what excites me about it is previously and I think Gerard was guilty of this in the first old firm game of the season that he was a little bit he took a backward step with his selection with his formation with his strategy and I think that encouraged Celtic I can't see Rangers doing that in the final I think it's 
you know, as we talked about a Ross McCrory, for example, you're there to stifle, you're there to try and shut down, to not let Celtic create. That'll not be, I don't think, the way that Rangers approach the final. I think, so, I think I, there'll be two teams that go in there to have a goal. It's different to a league game, it's a one-off game. The game needs to end. But the league game, whatever it was, it was a mistake by Gerard. Aye, well, well, you... He got it wrong. You were surprised at some of the personnel, but I don't think he'll... I think he'll go for them. And on the flip side, I think Celtic will go for Rangers. Of course he will. So, <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what makes it such an exciting Aye, I, I, prospect I, I, Yep, yep. And then you've got key players coming back to fitness in both teams. You've got key players playing at the top of their game. Hopefully they can keep that going for another month and bang, what a game we're going to have. Are you, see when you see what Scott Brown has gone on to achieve at Celtic, you mm. obviously knew him when he was younger. You played against him when he was kind of what, first coming really to prominence at Celtic. Aye, yep. Have you noticed, what, what, I mean, there's been a massive change, a massive change in him in the way that he plays the game on the park. Mm-hmm. Massive change in the, the yeah. I never thought he would be a player that would go and dictate a game. Yeah, but you've got to give him credit. That's he's obviously went and worked on that, and that's playing with good players as well. That does help you come on, and you get you get better as you get experienced as well. Because um, when he first broke onto the scene at Hibs, and then he obviously he goes to Celtic, and he's hundred mile an hour running about everywhere. Obviously, he's find a position that suits him sitting um, in front of How the, did you find playing against him back then when he was just a purely a, a, a pest he wasn't he was a, he was a, he was a menace I, 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 didn't, I didn't mind that uh, didn't mind it he's cocky he was cocky young guy as well, aye, aye, cocky and all that sort of stuff you want to go with it's, but that's part of it I was did the you same enjoy way. that though? Aye, of course because you're coming up against a young Guy who's want to be the main player at Celtic, so you need to you need to deal with it. You have any recollections of your early meetings? No, I think I probably ran the game more the time I played against them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see him a better player now than he was? Oh, I definitely. I think it'd be a harder game for you against them now. Then well, it would be because I'm forty two coming up, <laughs> <laughs> but with that plant based diet. You never know. <laughs> take years <laughs> off you. You never know. No, no, listen, serious. Uh, he has definitely improved as a player as he's got older. There's no doubt. There's no doubt he's the key man for Celtic. In terms of, not gonna, he's not going to be a match winner, but he's going to be a leader in the middle of the park, keep things ticking over, get on to the players if things are going wrong, or th- keep focus. A lot of things. Mm-hmm. A I, lot of I, things. Honestly, can't wait. I, I actually think that... But I go back to flip that over and I look at Rangers as well because obviously Rangers is my team and I see the Steve Davis type but Scott Brown is to Celtic. Steve Davis, for me, is to Rangers. I think that's the biggest head-to-head he just, for he, the cup final. I really do. Devil's no scoring goals but what, just go and watch him what he does. Yeah. He keeps the ball moving. He keeps. He, he starts build up play. He, he's, he's just. He's just a a very good football he player. His way through midfield, doesn't he? He's just a very good footballer. Passes, schemes, but, and that's where I can't wait. These two are going to come up against each other. Then you throw in Ryan Jack. You throw in Callum McGregor. Yeah. You throw in Ryan Christie. You throw in. It's a toss of the coin who will play Ryan with Ryan Kent, Jack. Ryan Kent, James but Forrest. R- Ryan, I'm talking about middle of the park. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Jack and Steve Davis, for me, are 100% starters, if fit. Mm-hmm. For me, probably 100% starters for Celtic is going to be Callum McGregor, Ryan Christie and obviously Scott Brown. So the big choice for Gerard is who's the third wheel in there? Aye, Kamara for me has done excellent. What a snap he was. Mm-hmm. 50 grand. That's got to be one of the buys of, of the season. Um, you get Aribo, who's, I think, potentially could be a very good player for Rangers. Um, you could play Arfield in that position. Arfield can play in there. So it, it, for me... I look at Rangers, very good midfielders. I look at Celtic, very good midfielders. What a battle. Yeah. 
I think that's the really exciting bit for me. Aye, because a lot of people speak about Edward Morelos, the goals, and rightly so. And they probably will be the guys that score <laughs> the goals that win it. Aye, and then obviously you you went on and you started talking about guys that play out wide. James Forrest, who for me has just got really, the last two or three seasons, he's got a consistency in his, in his game and he's scoring goals. You see Ryan Kent, 65 minutes and on Sunday you get that boy fight he's a match winner mm. so, you know what I mean it's look, look at the players yeah. point of view and and Kent's got a few weeks now to get himself really up to four weeks if he's, if he's maybe at 60-70% just now four, you'd expect and that's why the manager done the right thing by bringing him off he'll just manage him to he's ready to hit fever pitch the players that I've mentioned very good players and it's going to hopefully for me going to be a a final that you could sit back and think, wow, what what a game that was. It's got potential to be like that. Hey, it's well, got potential to be like games that I was involved in the way back in the, the Scottish Cup final. What was your favourite one? Uh, the one that Lovingcran scored the last kick of the ball, Neil McCann crossed it in. The header. Yeah, look at the players' own view with both teams there. Guys who could run a game, guys who could win a game, guys who could dictate a game. I've got the feeling that both teams, these two teams, I've got players that out that can do the same things. Do you not think if you look back to that final though, and you look at the standards, the players that were around, Aye, they were your Larsons, that, that that was. Are both teams not some way short of that? Aye, but I'm look. I'm not saying they're the same standard as them, but the, the, what I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, the players that they've got, the new both sets of teams right now. I've got match winners. Back then, we had some great players. You just mentioned Larson. We had Arthur Newman's guys like that. You know what I mean? There was there was top players on show. But I'm just saying, we should be excited with what we've got with both old firm teams. Yeah. Excited with the the level of player that's coming up. Tell you what's not exciting. What being a fan in Edinburgh right now? No, it's not. Uh, no. I, I mean, Hibs actually. <laughs> If you look at the house before, they they they, they rallied a little bit. Mm-hmm. They they almost made a game of it for a while in the second half. That's as best as you could say. Hey, I only them. seen the highlights. I just thought when, as you says, that they rattled or ra- rallied, whatever way you want to put it. I just thought at any stage, Celtic could have just went up through the gears. Aye, it was never really a contest. No, no, there, there was a a slight increase for Hibs. But as I said, at any stage you're just saying, right, wait now, Celtic are going to go up a gear here and score another one. And that, that's what happened. Just, I, I, I just look at both of them and there's places that I used to love going and playing and I, I look at the two of them as big clubs. Great stadiums. Yeah, They've got training facilities that are top, top class. They just need to, two of them, I mean, I'm sure... Both Leanne, uh, Leanne Dempster and Anne Budge, they have got massive jobs now to make sure they bring in the right the right person or personnel to manage a club because two big clubs, I'd imagine there'll be a lot of people interested in that job. Both jobs, both. sorry. Both. Because they shouldn't be doing it. For me, they, they're... If they're going through a bad stage, they should be top six. Yeah. They're through a good stage. Aye, aye, the, they should be challenging. The I, th- I don't think they're going to challenge Rangers and Celtic, but they should be up third, fourth, fifth. Fighting for Europe. We Aberdeen. Yeah. Aye. Here's the thing, right? I know we spoke about this before we came into the studio here at the Daily Record, but does it not bother you? Because these are two massive, as you just said, two massive clubs, two huge jobs. You've been in management now for a while, but... Nobody's saying, aye, Barry Ferguson's, throw his name in. Do, do you feel that you've almost excluded yourself from consideration because you've gone to Kelty Hearts that you're at league. that level? I, that, I, that I, just need to build my, I just need to build my rep, reputation back up. That's that's all I need to do. Does it, do I look at and think, am I ready for these jobs? You can never say. How many years of experience have you had now? Not long, only three years, four years. So it's not a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. I've got a project today and if I do well at my project here then I would think an opportunity might come up in the future but 
as I say to you, and I, I, I was straight with you. I'm happy where I'm at. I know, I know. I, I've got a, I've got a, a project in mind that I want to do. I, I can see that, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm coming to you with the flip side, and the flip I side heard, is, wait a minute, you're Barry Ferguson. The name itself is a fairly impressive name. Your credentials, your CV, what you've achieved in football. You're sitting at Kelty Hearts and you're watching Austin McPhee take Hearts at Hamden for a, a Betfred Cup semi-final. Mm-hmm. But I've not won anything yet either. Yeah. I've not won anything. Ah, well. I've still got a... Look, I'm still really... Inexperienced... No, no inexperienced in terms of... I like to think I know the game, but... I made a few mistakes in the past in terms of management. No. I've got my own team together and I've still got a bit of hard work to do but but you're flying at the minute though eh? hey, we're doing well we're, we're doing well we're not getting carried away it's my own group it's a total transformation that I've I've done and I hear a lot of crap people shouting it's they're throwing money about but we're not mm-hmm. we're not throwing money about um, but you have managed to bring in a fairly decent level of player yeah and I brought in a, a decent level of player but it's easy for that decent level of player to come in at a, a lowland league team and think right I'm here for a jolly aye not fancy no I, I spoke to out with the, the boys that I brought in um, I mean for a squad of 20 there's only three left that you originally inherited yep oh. But you go and you speak to, I spoke to another 10 or 15 players who I was interested in. The only thing they were interested in is how much am I getting? And I want players to come and try and achieve something. To bring them down a couple of levels, it takes a hard, a lot of hard work and twisting their arm a wee bit. And, but we've got a decent wee facility there. We're decent. So what do you need to do then, Barry, to get, to, to get yourself into the conversation? When the next win, time, uh, in I the need, Hearts or the Hibs? Or I need a, to try and... You need to get them up... Do it over a, a period of time. Mm-hmm. My job started a year ago, but I knew my job really wouldn't start until the summer. My job started, as I say, as I signed the contract with Kelty. Then about three weeks later, I sat down with the general manager and I says, look, we've got a good team. If you're happy to just stay yeah, third, are. fourth, fifth, Right, fine, but if we want to go and try and do something, there's going to be a, we need a full rebuild. No, it will take a wee bit of money, which is normal, but it's no the money that some people are spouting a lot of nonsense about. What's um, your top earner on? I don't want to say that in front of you. I don't think that's We're right. naming names. No, I, I don't. But give us a ballpark then. What, what's the sort of ballpark figures? Because you, you were saying that you had a... Who was it? The well side that you were up against earlier on this season, and the, the, no, the differential uh, was ridiculous. Aye, I think your budget's. Uh, I'll go with our budget. I think your budget's only sitting at I think ninety thousand or something. Right. So it's not. No, but the the thing is, I've got to try and identify players for talking sake. Nathan Austin. I found out that he was going to believe in Inverness. There was every part time club. Under the sun, we're wanting them. We registered interest in him. I spoke to him, but I also found out that he was wanting to come out of full-time football to go back to the job he had away at the start when he was at East Fife before he went to Falkirk, then obviously moved mm-hmm. on to Inverness. So that's the guys that I've got to try and identify, guys that I want to come out and have a half-decent part-time football wage, but also a full-time wage. Because mm-hmm. I've got families and they've got to look after them. Yeah. So that's the type of people we've got to identify and it's not just going and sitting down with them and, and offering them a, a couple of pounds in their pocket. It's what we can offer them as a club, the facility, as I said, what we try and do um, at training, what we're trying to achieve. All these, all these things, people don't, people just think it's well, it's an open checkbook and you just chuck them a couple of hundred pounds and a couple of grand sign on fee. It's not like that. Mm. It's not like that. But if you can get promotion into the SPFL uh-huh. the end of this season that, that's that's the target yeah yeah but, but listen you start the season there's one target in mind to win the league right so right that's the target uh-huh. you get them into that the bottom tier of the SPFL 
how much further do you need to climb? What what more do you, Barry Ferguson, need to do for people to say, this guy's this guy's starting the show? Because you said to since the day you started in the management thing that you've got very high ambitions. Your ambition and is you to, to manage as high as you can. You know what I mean? It's, get, it's getting that opportunity. I came out of the game because I was sickened at Clyde. Had injuries and that, all that sort of stuff, and also we weren't playing well. But that comes down to listen. I'm not blaming players. I mean, that comes down to me. Mm-hmm. I'm the manager. I'm the guy that it takes it on the chin. I'm no going to shy away for that. I came out for 12, 13 months. I think it was. I was just pissed off it. I had a couple of opportunities to go in other places. They weren't the right for me, and this just landed on my. I got a phone call for. Uh, the general manager and I just loved the way he spoke and I thought to myself do you know what what a project is what if I can get this what if I can try and get this club up to the this was a junior club two years ago yeah if I can try and get them up with SPFL in a two year period well I would have done a, a good job. So your and ambitions then, your ambitions haven't changed because when you started management, never you said that you wanted to be the manager of Rangers one day. I'll never change. That was still your ambition in management. Right. See, what's the point? It's like anybody getting into a job, do you get into a job just to... I'm not one of the guys who just want to... Through ah, emotions. Die and I'm happy. And, no, you want to try and achieve. It's like when I was a player, getting told I was too wee. I was a player that... I might never make it at Rangers I well do you know what I'm going to show you so I was like that as a, a footballer and I'll be the same as a manager I want to try and go as far as I can if that means that, oh, it's only up a level or two well so be it but do you know what I'll not be the flaky trying mm-hmm. I'm asking all these questions right because I bring it back to Sunday at Hamden there and you see a guy like Austin McPhee mm-hmm. and it seems to me and I don't know if I'm right or wrong you tell me but it seems to me there's a growth industry just now of guys, football specialists that have learnt football off a computer that don't have your background or your education as a, as a player. And I'm wondering, and maybe, you know, people say, ah, well, it's dinosaurs, but it's not dinosaurs that talk like that. But there is this clash, I see, of mentalities between guys that have been brought up with a proper, very comma, football education and guys that have come to it from perhaps more of an academic Right, I'll get I'll give you a bit of my management style, right? And I spoke to you about this off mm-hmm. earn the way down here. Yeah. I think you've got to create a happy environment. You've got to make players want to come in. And you've got to make training enjoyable. But play, I, but surely players Right, but also there's got to be a serious part to it. So that, that there's you've got to find a, a happy medium, you know what I mean? You've got to make sure that they want to come in. I mean yeah. I've got boys that are working the day and they're coming in at seven o'clock to train for two hours. Uh, two hours. Got to be sort of an element of goodwill there. They've got to want to be there. They've Aye. got to enjoy the environment. So they've just done a eight-hour shift or whatever, ten-hour shift. So I've got to create an environment that they're happy to come into, and they're coming in looking forward to right. What's the gaffer putting out the night? Aye, it's enjoyable, but also it's hard. Also, it's part of us building up for the Saturday. So you've got to do all that. But I just think now, I think football simple made complicated. Yeah. Where a lot of people when Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to bring it back then to Hamden again. Because it looks to me as if Austin McPhee has made a decision. I'm not going to play like Piazza. I'm not going to do that because that's what everybody expects me to do. Because the last time he played against Rangers, he absolutely ragdolled the entire back four. But <laughs> they they'll not see, uh, uh, see this one coming. Yeah. <laughs> what? He's... Uh, He's a big boy, isn't he? Oh, jeez. Honestly. But I, I like it. Do you know what? He's not the greatest football player no, in the world, but, but, he, but he can cause absolute chaos on yeah, his I think he should have more. Look, Hamden's big. It's a big pitch, you know what I mean? But too see, big for a guy like Pazer? No, get not too him. big if you get people running about him. But I, do you know what? A lot of people have seen him. Oh, he's not a football player, but I like him. I like I think him because honestly, he affects a game. He, he can be effective. Huh? It can be effective. So, does it make any sense to you whatsoever? Or because we're sitting in the press room, I've got to tell no, you, I was we're surprised. all looking at each other going, "What is that?" I, I was surprised when I seen the because I, I wanted to watch a build up because <clears throat> I was interested to see 
Rangers because it's my team of support see how the manager speaking how's the boys feeling and all that because there's a bit of pressure because they've they've not been able to go over that hurdle of a semi-final semi, yeah, yeah. so I wanted to see it all and when I seen the teams coming out I was a wee bit oof, surprised because obviously what happened at at Tynecastle and, and previously what, he's, he's, he's done I, it over he's, a hand, over he's a handful for any team um, yeah it was a strange one but he's got his reasons isn't he the manager I have never I, I couldn't write now this is the thing right we're journalists so we don't have the tactical eye that guys that like you who have spent all your time doing badges playing mm-hmm. journalists you, you kind of just I remember speaking to Walter Smith about it he says the thing is if I'm a manager sitting in the stand watching a game this is when he was a Scotland manager he was over at the World Cup in Germany watching opponents he says you'll watch the ball which is correct I'll yep. watch where the ball is because I'm looking to see who's going it's to like sco- me. whereas he looks the other way he looks where did, where's, where's the back four well, when it's a corner up the other end how I, are they set up I, I, how I are see they? where Walter Smith's coming because if I'm going and watching for instance I went to watch East Pride last week we played them on Saturday I'm not watching the ball I'm watching what they do when they don't have the ball where they're set uh, yeah if they lose the ball in midfield, if they lo- lose the ball in a wide area, I'm looking at what's their setup. So it's a tactical analysis, right? And my point is this I'm sitting watching this Hearts side, and for the life of me, I'm hoping maybe a guy like you with a tactical kind of side will be able to say to me what it was that they were trying to see, achieve in see that match. See, because see, before I put the game on, on BT, mm-hmm. I thought, I think Hearts are going to come here and try and bully. Yeah, or physically. be real physical yeah. against Rangers and I was really surprised how they played because I thought it played into a bit of Rangers hands just sat off them a wee bit it was negative but listen Austin McPhee's you know of his w- reasons why he done it but for me because the computer told him Ick Piezo is a, a real handful you get the ball up with him he's as strong as an ox you need two or three players running about him to try and mean there was a couple of instances in the second half <laughs> he was just <laughs> hanging off him I was just batting people out the way but he's effective the big man I like him and you need somebody like that at times listen see if you've got Stephen Naismith at 100% for that I could maybe see yeah you would start with him as your your striker but given the complete lack of options but also Barry right tactically again just but a big one was wheeling going off as well by the way but Whelan was taking on that Rangers midfield on his own because aye. of the way it was set up aye, he was you've, got, you've got indulge me in this two two white guys at the front three a 4-3-3 and the two white guys at the front three at no point were they trying to engage with Rangers fullbacks or stop Tavernier and Barisic getting forward mm-hmm. and I'm thinking that's actually two wasted shirts because they're playing in no man's land they're not pressing anyone they're not getting involved they're not stu- stopping anybody getting forward uh, tactically I just it looked like a suicide you note by, is it just how how is their confidence is it the players must be so low mm. low on their snake's belly honestly and that's the way it looked but on the other hand sometimes you get a a bounce feel like a manager leaving and then you're like oh, Jesus man I'll, I'll need to show that I, I really should be here it was strange it was strange I just thought Hearts would have been really direct against Rangers. I just thought that their game plan played into Rangers. Ah, it played into Rangers' hands. Right, okay. Well, look, that's the the weekend stuff. Obviously, Rangers and Celtic now move forward and into massive European nights. Barrett, what what can be expected from these games? I've I've tipped. I think Rangers, having watched and been pretty surprised by how poor Porto were. Mm -hmm. First match, I think Rangers have got a real shout of three points at Ibrox. I think Celtic have got their work cut out, but it's not beyond them to come back for only a point. It's I, I think Rangers will beat Porto, and I think Celtic have got enough about them to take them away for their way a point. Um, as long as you keep them at Seoul, and they, they've, they're a good team, there's no doubt, Lazio. But as I went back to 20 minutes ago, they're in a good place, Celtic. Confident. Yep. They're confident. Lenny might come up with some tactic. And that's one of the things that I've been impressed with. Mm-hmm. He's astute and, he, and he's done it he in knows, years. He knows, he knows the game. So he might come up with some formation or, or personnel change. I don't know. But look, look, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they come back 
with a point and um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Rangers win at home under the lights should have been right I've spoken about it plenty of times in my column it's it's nights that are it's electric it's as close as you get to an old firm atmosphere give me your predictions then for both games please I think Celtic can come away with a one each draw that's a massive, massive result. By the way, that's them just about through the group, yep. you would say, at that point. Yep. Potentially but, but, through the group on the night. Yep. I, th- I think both will go through the groups. Massive, massively exciting again then, isn't it? Aye. So we'll start, we ended this podcast the way we started it. There's, there's I, I, think, I, I think both Rangers and Celtic will go through the groups in, in, in next year. Exciting times for everybody apart for you who will be sitting watching eating this with a piece and water crest. No, no, no piece and water crest. Um I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a bit of vegetable soup and a bit of two slices of toast and hummus. <laughs> what's up with you, the, what's you up with you? When did you start eating hummus? Is this a, a recent development? No, no, I've liked hummus for a have you? Eh? Oh, I like it. Chick pea. Kind of humus chickpea uh, guy. I, uh, sweet chilli, humus. Beautiful. Aye, okay. It's good in a slice of toast with a bit of. Uh, I'm saying vegetable soup. I might go. I like old times tomato soup. <laughs> <laughs> but. Look, you're, you're laughing. People are laughing. It should, be, look, homemade. I'm, it should I'm, be homemade, surely. Uh, you should be making it My missus scratch. made me homemade there soup. You go. Look, uh, obviously, one of them had the big ham hock in it. And she made me a wee separate pot. Right. I it. Separate. I didn't taste Vegetable great. stock. Aye, <laughs> oh, it had. Uh, oh, I absolutely battered it with salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. I'll see how I'm at. Next this week. time next week, we'll get hey, the update well, of plant life. I get told I'm looking person. fresh. Yeah. I, th- I get told I'm looking fresh. Yeah, looking fresh, mate. Feel energetic. Um, so. All good, after six days. So let's check in next week where we are. Plant Life with Barry Ferguson. (laughs) On Fergie Time, available on all good podcast platforms. (laughs) 